internet brand strategist Sandra Beck interviews top business coaches, speakers, authors, and thought leaders to bring you the best business tips, tricks, and techniques to give your idea the best possible chance for success. From writing your first novel, to telecommuting from home, to taking your small business to infinity and beyond. Now here's your host, Sandra Beck. Hey everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm so excited today. I'm here visiting with numerologist Marie Kung. And this is so exciting to me because I'm not really good at numerology or knowing what it means, but it's kind of like there's a belief here in the divine or a mystical relationship between a number and some sort of event like, you know, a birth or um, maybe what's going around in our uh, pandemic today. You know, there's all sorts of cool things that numbers are associated with. And I think back to my days as a little girl uh, being raised Catholic in a church that was very Bible-centered. And they always talked about the power of different numbers. And, you know, numbers had this energy and there were 40 days and 40 nights and 40 appeared in the Bible so many times. And so I'm so excited to talk to Marie today because numerology is one of those cool things that you can learn and study. You can go on the internet, learn about it. And it's a great, great thing to do when we have all this extra time. Uh, Many of us are working at home traditionally, but a lot of us are finding that our spouses or our partners are also at home. And so are our kids. So I think it's a really interesting show today. And we can talk about something that might be a new hobby that could turn into a career. Marie, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sandra. This is so exciting. And it's going to be so fun. Because it is. It is. And I have to tell everybody, Marie is a, is a good friend of mine. And um, we both were in the same industry for many years and reconnected recently. And it's been a super fun journey. So I encourage everybody listening today to reach out to someone that maybe they haven't talked to in a while and reconnect a friendship because you may find that it blossoms into something beautiful. So we're talking about um, numerology today. Now, I'm going to just ask you, how did you get interested in this? Was this something you were interested in your whole life? I have a fascination with numbers, but that's only because of the tech side. I like to see how numbers perform. What's your story? Okay, so so I am a professional real estate agent, and I have been for 20 years, and the irony here is it was real estate that introduced me to my very first numerology experience. Um, you know, I worked for Coldwell Banker in Beverly Hills. This was 20 years ago, I guess, 19, 20 years ago. I was a complete newbie, and the manager of that office at the time happened to invite this numerologist to our office to discuss the the trends in um, politics and the world and economy using numerology. Her name is Gail Minogue, um, and I think you know who she is. I think we've interviewed her on the show before. Yeah, so she, um, so I got my first numerology reading with her, bought her book, which is a very simple introduction to numerology, and ever since then I was hooked because for whatever reason, the language of numerology really spoke to me. I really understood it. I immersed myself in study. So for the past, for for the first 10 years after that, I self-taught by reading every single book that I could get my hands on, reading every person who would let me read their numbers. And that's how I built my I guess it's a skill. It's, it's also become an intuitive gift that is accessed through numerology. Um, and it's just been something that I, I always look to in almost every situation. I don't live my life by it, but it's very interesting to see how life unfolds and then look at the numbers. And more, more times than not, it always correlates. Well, absolutely. And I, I know, like I was in, you know, the same office as you uh-huh. and, and, um, and I probably went to the same thing. I just can't remember. Um, but I do remember many of my real estate clients getting the, um, a numerologist to weigh in on the day of closing or to put a number up for the price of the home, you know, things like that, that were additional information. That was my first um, kind of foray into even the concept of numerology. I remember 
remember that year was like numerology and feng shui, you know, two things I had never heard of, but saw them work very effectively, especially in the real estate industry that we were in. And, um, you know, I think numbers are really interesting because when you look at crossed cultures, every, every culture has a set of numbering and the set of numbering always corresponds to the same thing. Like when you look at four items, there is a number for four, no matter what culture or language you're speaking, there's a different number for two and there's a different number for seven. And I think it's interesting how we as human beings have classified things based on numbers and these numbers, even though the number might be different, they represent the same entity. And when you look at numbers, knowing your numbers in your business, we have calendars, we have timestamps, we have, you know, return call dates, we have invoice dates. I mean, our whole, our whole society is run by numbers. That is true. And it starts with the most simplest um, platform there is for humanity, which is nature. So if you look to nature, there's the seven days of the week. Well, that's something that we created with the calendar system, but there's four seasons. There's the 28 day moon cycle. There's, you know, we have a 365 day year. Anyway, it goes on and on. And then there's different shapes with the different numbers of spirals or sides or points of contact it goes on but everything everything in this world breaks down to a numerical language it is it's very cool and i think that's what i like about tech so much is it's it's finite it's it's numerical there's a right or a wrong or a binary there's a yes or a no a positive or a negative which even if you think of polarity with magnets positive and negative that's a one and a two you know or a zero right. and a one they're they're um everything can be composed down to the most basic now you were mentioning like spirals and shapes is that sacred geometry and does sh- sacred geometry have a place in numerology there there is a connection just like everything in the the spiritual studies field like astrology sacred geometry numerology they're all interconnected in a way Um, I do know quite a bit about astrology also it's it's like a sister passion of numerology and they definitely do correlate and then you can also get into colors you know each color also um, reflects a numerology <laughs> right here um so colors also can be connected with numbers and the vibration of the language of numbers well and you know we can we can extend it even a step further um when we talk about music because one of the things that i found really fascinating is that you know an octave is eight and then there's eight chakras and then the eight chakras correspond to eight different colors you know it's really fascinating to me um and I think now is a really great time to thank our sponsor, Marie, because without sponsorships like Audible, shows like this wouldn't be on the air. And the great thing about Audible, which is an Amazon company, is it is the leading provider of spoken word entertainment and audiobooks. And these range from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs to news, business, self-development. And they have a great astrology. They have a great numerology. They have a great sacred geometry section where you can actually listen and learn some of the topics that we're talking about today, which is super, super cool. And every month members get one credit to pick a title plus two Audible Originals. And the Audible Originals are things where you get access to all sorts of different podcasts and um, special interest uh, recordings that they do. They're really cool. And there's also access to daily news digests like the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Post. And they have these guided meditation programs, Marie, that I really like. And um, for those of you who are looking to see what our Audible promotion is today, go to audible.com slash coach talk, or you can text coach talk to 500 500. That's audible.com slash coach talk or text coach talk to 500 500. Audible is spelled A U D I B L E. And with these 
um, memberships that you have. I've been an Audible member for at least, oh my gosh, at least five, 10 years. I know I have hundreds of books and you can download titles and listen offline anytime, anywhere. And it picks up where you leave off. Like Marie, if we're listening to a book on numerology, which is our topic today, we can go from phone to tablet to computer and it picks up where you left off and the app is free and it can be installed on any smartphone or tablet and you can listen across devices without losing your spot which is what i was talking about and one of the things that i do a lot of times marie when i'm working i have to wait for files to render i have to wait for files to upload there's a lot of um empty time and yeah i could be doing a lot of things during that time but what i do is i pop audible on my computer and i open it up and i go right to their website and you can listen on your computer as well. And so if you can't decide what to listen to, you can keep your credits up to a year. And recently I had a audible download that I, I wanted to listen to Marie and the guy's voice was just, I couldn't take it, you know, and I had never had that before because I, you know, love to listen while I work and work out and do laundry and whatever. But I returned it and I have only returned one book in all the years that I've been an audible member, but it was so easy. You just pop it back in the queue. They give you a credit and you get another one. So I thought that was really cool. And what I'm listening to right now is you can heal your life by Louise Hay and atomic habits by James clear. And I find that especially during some of this time where everybody is hitting the pause button in their life, it's a great time to, increase your skills, increase your ability, learn something new. And it's so exciting to learn something new. That's why I'm so excited to be here today with numerologist Marie Kung. Um, audible.com slash coach talk or text coach talk to 500 500 audible is spelled a U D I B L E coach talk is C O A C H T A L K. So audible.com slash coach talk or text coach talk to 500 500. Now, Marie, we were talking about numerology and the correlation that it has to big events in our life. And one of the things that I find so interesting is we get a name as a child. And how yeah. does that name relate to numerology? Okay, so the, the, the blueprint that is used when reading a person's numbers is really your birthday. That is, that is literally the blueprint, the foundation of who you are as a being, as a soul, it's your vibration throughout your entire life. That gives you a ton of information. And then on top of that, when you come into this world um, at that timestamp and your parents give you your name or you choose your name, however you believe, um, that name, it's almost then like uh, another layer of who you can become. It's like you're born naked and that's who you are. And then you're given a name, which is almost like somebody putting on an outfit, putting on your uniform, a police uniform, a fireman uniform. So when you take that off at the end of the day, you're still who you are. But when you go out into the world and you express yourself by introducing your, your name to the world, that's a layer of your skills. That's a layer of your personality. That's a layer of um, what your purpose might be what your heart might desire, how people see you, that, that's what the name portrays. Um, for example, let's use your name, Sandra. Okay, okay so when we, when we go around in our everyday lives, we give people our first name. Hi, my name is Sandra. And in that name, all the letters will, uh, will come out to a particular number. There is a heart there's a heart's desire also in that vibration of your name, Sandra, and there's a personality um, vibration in Sandra. Who and, knew? <laughs> who knew? And all of this, you know, as, as human beings, we all subconsciously have the ability to decipher the vibration and the numerical code, but not all of us has honed the ability or is interested in learning the skill of translating this vibration. Um, so this is what numerology really is. And I just, I can just break it down to the numbers and then tell you in English what your name tells people. So Sandra, you're basically a three vibration. Okay. Now three, it's, 
it's a very joyful, expansive expression, full of expression type of number. It's like a happy child. And threes have the verbal ability um, to inspire people. So you're really, <laughs> you're really in the right uh, job or industry. You're doing the right work for the name Sandra. Because when you open your mouth um, and the words come out of your mouth, they are, they're um, delightful, they're expressive. You say what you want to say. You can, you can um, lead people in, in a direction that you would like to lead them. People will listen to you. You inspire others with your voice, with your words. Um, and, and you do it all with ease, basically. And, and the heart's desire of Sandra is two, which is a different vibration than your personality, which is one. So in your full name, Sandra, your full first name, you have the numbers one, two, three. And I think we have a saying, it's easy as one, two, three. <laughs> so, when, <laughs> so when Sandra plugs in to something that, that she is meant to do that she is that she likes to do that she has a passion for doing life becomes easy as one two three and the personality of sandra is a one which means you like to stand out as number one you're probably very unique in what you do being that you might be the only one doing what it is that you're doing um you know one one they also say one is a lonely number because you're it is an alone type of vibration, but it takes that. It's like two sides of the same coin to be number one. You have to be unique in some way to be unique. You probably don't have a lot of people around you doing the same thing you're doing. So it does come with that um, solidarity, I guess is another word for number one, but at the bottom, but at the bottom of all of that, your heart's <laughs> desire is two, which means um, two is one plus one. So you desire and you um, enjoy partnerships and cooperation, and you probably can't do what you do without another. So it's, um, you know, it's, your personality is that you'll go it alone and you're happy to do it, but you really like the connection part of doing what you do by yourself. Yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's very true. I mean, I like to work by myself. I like to connect with my radio guests. I think that to me is the most joyful part of my my career. And, you know, and then funny, even as a kid, my nickname was Happy, you know, because I was just born happy. And, you know, I I, I feel for a lot of people who struggle, you know, with different things and, it's um it's interesting that you brought all those things up because they do they do i am joyful i do like to express myself you know i work in multimedia for that reason i always had something to say and you know my dad is so happy that one of his girls finally got paid to talk <laughs> <laughs> and um you it's know but the connection you know the connection is really fun because in my industry I get to meet amazing authors and people who've developed products or people like you with really cool and unique gifts um does this work for naming a company like I just have the business question aspect of me if we were going to name a company um like my company's named motherhood motherhood incorporated and when we name our companies, should we cons con you know consult a numerologist or think about numerology with respect to naming our companies? Yeah, so that brings me to talk about you know we've touted all these wonderful things about what numerology can tell us, but really, what can you use it for? And that's what I like to talk to people about is using it as a tool to make the most out of life and to answer this particular question, motherhood and naming your company, yes, a lot of corporations do consult numerologists before naming their company, during the naming process. If there's a few different options, you know, they want to know what the different options mean. And of course, a lot of people don't get introduced to numerology until after they've named their company or children or have a wedding date set or it goes on and on. But um, what I have found in doing the thousands of readings for people 
in all aspects of their lives is that, again, it goes back to your soul knows all of our souls. We know, and there's always a correlation between the name that you have chosen and either you yourself, your, the numbers in your name, the numbers in your birthday. If I do a full complete workup, uh, numerology reading on somebody at the end of the day, there's lines from this number of the company. It connects to their heart's desire. It all sort of works out at the end of the day. It's really kind of magical like that. Um, and it's, and if you happen to find a numerology before you embark on naming company, for instance, um, the most useful way we can do this is we do a numerology reading for you, your personal numbers, do the numerology for the company name and see how compatible and where it's compatible and what the result, what the relationship between you and the entity of your company is. Numerology numerologically speaking yes very very interesting it is it is and it gives you know insight and you know whether you believe in the correlation of you know numbers and events or names and it's the same thing you know with with readings when people use different kind of oracle cards or some people use the the bible or the crayon they open it up and they read just a, a portion of it that the book naturally opens to with the oracle um, aspect of it. Anytime you investigate the naming of your company or the creation of something in an alternative way, it causes you to make different connections. It causes you to think differently. It gets us out of the box. And that's where I think real energetic creativity resides. Yes. Um, Definitely. Sorry, I was actually doing the numbers for your motherhood name. (laughs) And as, as I was saying, there's always some correlation. And just, I didn't do the numerology for your full name, but just with Sandra and motherhood, um, the, the destiny number, which is the full name number, all the numbers in the name added together, comes out to 11-2, which I was mentioning earlier, it's the heart's desire for Sandra. So motherhood is all about partnership and um, there's an idealism in the partnership. Um, It's, it's two. So it's also love. It's um, two sides of the coin. It's the double-edged sword. It's twos are also very kind, but they also have the sharpest tongue. Um, And, Two is patient because whenever you're dealing with another, you have to build your patience. You have to hone your patience. Well, and it's interesting you say that because, you know, everybody thinks that I started motherhood because I was becoming a mother, but it actually wasn't true. I was, I was already four or five years into my experience of motherhood, but what I realized is a lot of CEOs and um, CFOs and people and entrepreneurs need mothering, not in the smothering kind of standpoint. But you know, when you think of a mother, you think of a mother as someone who stands behind their child, they believe in them, they encourage them, you know, they praise them and correct them. And so when I formed my company, I thought, you know, I know it sounds really silly, but in my coaching practice, in my development of multimedia materials, they're always validating, elevating, comforting, supporting, and educating to me, which were the principal foundations of motherhood. And a good coach or a good mother is designed to get their client or the company that they're directing to blossom and grow and leave them. You know, if my clients stay with me forever, I don't think I've done my job very well. If my children stay with me forever, I haven't done my job very well. Now, does that mean they can't come back for tune-ups? That's what I call them in my practice. They come back, they need a tune-up, that's great. But my job is to launch them into the world, and that's where the concept of motherhood came down. And I think for most people, you know, not everybody, but for most people, the concept of mother causes them to relax 
causes them to say, okay, well, maybe I can be led by you because I have some clients who are really super duper uncoachable until they come against softness, against kindness, against understanding. And when I listen to my clients, it is an aspect of mothering. Yes. Um, Here, can I take a break? I'm going to do a little numerology thing quickly. Sure. Just make sure I have the numbers right. Six, six, six. So, um, six. Oops. One, two, three, 24. Plus two, six. Okay. Well, and while she's working on her numbers, just so you guys know, um, most numerologists credit Pythagoras with founding the field of numerology. And he was a philosopher born in Greece around 569 BC. So numerology has been around a long time. It has. It's an ancient art and science. Uh, 10... And six, ten, fifteen. And I just, while she's working, I just went on Amazon and I went on Audible to look at all the different books that there are on numerology. You know, numerology made easy, and you know, all different sorts of things from the beginner to the expert. I think it's a really fascinating field to study. So I just wanted, I just did the numbers on mother and father just to see the contrast because without, because it it is a duality that we live with. So the mother is a seven versus the father, which is a four. And what that means in simple numerology uh, language is, so the mother, seven is actually the spiritual, the intellectual, the higher mind number. So even with all the caretaking we give, and by the way, mother's heart desire number is two. So being that they are the spiritual um, and the higher mind leader of the family, um, their heart's desire still is for cooperation, kindness, softness, patience, and love. While the father, the ultimate purpose of the father is structure it's four so four represents the four sides of the square the building blocks four is um you know four is not a four being that it's a square is not a circle so they're harder to roll you know once they once they are in an opinion they are most likely to be stable in that opinion um so fathers are known for providing boundaries. That's also um, a vibration and a purpose of the four. So while the mother provides this spiritual leadership, the father is the grounding aspect between the two. I think that's fascinating because, you know, I look at my family, I look at my own experience and you're right. The fathers tend to be more practical and the leader, the mothers tend to be more like round when you think of like, okay, let's all get together. Let's all work it out. There's a way that we can do this. Um, you know, it's amazing that just those two simple words of mother and father that we can all identify would have such profound differences and applicability to what we know in our family dynamic. Yes, yes, yes. And it goes on. And then, of course, everybody has a birthday Mm -hmm. and everybody that you'll come across always has a favorite number or a special number or Um, a number that means something to them because something happened on that day. So we use numbers all the time, whether we know it or not, to um, validate our experience in this world. And so as a numerologist, when I sit down with somebody, we, we look at, first of all, the blueprint of when they were born, what name they were given, and that tells so many stories about who they are. It answers a lot of questions about why they are, why they aren't. Um, The numbers also give you a 
an outline of the timing of your life so that if you're coming up against some really important decisions, you know when to hold, you know when to fold, you know when to push. Um, there's a ton of information on and guidance in all of your numbers. Well, um, did you do your numbers for your kids when they were born? Like, did you consult? I do. Um, well, you know, they were born when they were born. I did not schedule their birth. So their birthdays, uh, I guess, the opposite of scheduled is spontaneous. Um, and they say even when kids are born via a schedule, it is the decision of the soul as to when that day and time is. So there's never any mistakes. You know, I think some people think, oh, no, there's a wrong number or there's a bad number. There's no mistakes in, in our greater universal good, in our greater universal world. Um, so it doesn't, in a way, it doesn't matter. But after, after the numbers have spoken and we can read it, it'll end up making sense if that makes any sense yeah it does well it just talks about you know like you know when I think of you know kind of we talk about divine timing you know in yes. certain things yeah. in business and um you know I remember one time I was stuck in Montreal uh for four days my kids were really tiny my kids were left with a babysitter and then a nanny and friends had to help because this you know snowstorm came in and we were stuck in Montreal for like four or five days the power went out and you know yada 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 but at the end of the day, you know, the two connections I made at that event were so profound that they changed the course of my business forever. Now, wow. divine timing, I think so. Um, anybody, I think, can look into their life and go, if something happened, how it was the catalyst to bring something else on. And I think those pivotal things if we're if we if we're awake if we pay attention to it if we're not sleepwalking through our lives can be really profound in our success and you know intuition is one of those things too intuition is something that we can't really measure or quantify and in the business arena we talk about oh somebody's got good uh, good good gut like they go with their gut they go with their gut instinct but what does that really mean and when we look at something like numerology, it's like a physical manifestation of something that helps us with our intuition, very similar to Oracle cards or tea readings or anything people do. Do you think it helps uh, define and uh, interpret your, what your intuition is telling you? Yes. So I firmly believe that, Every one of us has intuition. We all have a core self that speaks to us, gives us information. Now, some of us are more, um, I guess the term would be psychic, and we're more tapped in and we're more aware and we utilize it more as a tool. Um, and then the other of us, who I guess will go all the way to the ultimate skeptics who don't believe in any of this foo-foo stuff, any of the psychic stuff. They are what in my world of numerology, I would call the mental people. They, they try to use their brain. They rationalize. Um, they're very judgmental, not in a bad way, but they, they need to compartmentalize what is happening in the world without using the idea of, Oh, if Information just downloads, um, you know, and all of that, how you process information, how you process your intuitive information, all of that is also shown in your name, how you think, how you um, execute, how you make your decisions, all of that, it's in your numbers. And when we're born into interesting families where personalities and soul abilities are very different from each other, sometimes we grow up thinking that, oh, one way is better than the other. You know, why do you always say this? Why do you always do it that way? You grow up with these people not understanding you. And when you understand your numbers, it's a true validation that you are who you are meant to be and that the way you do things, that the reasoning behind why you do or don't do anything or the reason why you are or you aren't anyone else 
it's just, um, I think the people who come to me and get a reading afterwards, there is a huge sense of relief. Like, yes, you know, I am just who I am. And sometimes because of all the noise that has been fed to you and the lack of validation, we get sidetracked and we don't 100% believe in who we are until we hear it from somebody else in a language such as English that I speak <laughs> that you can understand and incorporate into your own understanding of yourself. So, you know, that just got, I guess that just led me to why I believe in numerology so much because of what it can help people feel about themselves. Right. It can validate. I mean, because anybody can relate to, you know, in my story, I come from a family of engineers, you know, everybody is black and white and they're very, very good at their job. My one brother's, you know, helping the Mars Rover, you know, he's, he's a NASA engineer and, you know, really, really great things. And it's always funny when I go to have lunch with him um, over at JPL, because I couldn't stick out more like a sore thumb, you know, everybody's there with their pocket protectors, their, you know, their ruler and their, you know, their rules and everything. And then my brother will say, well, Stan, you can't go there. And I'll be like, why? And he's like, don't walk over there. He's like, you know, that's whatever. And, you know, I'm not really good at that. I'm kind of the free spirit floating around. But I will tell you, I was probably 40 years old before I embraced that side of myself because the structure that I was given growing up, you know, my parents could only give what they know. They were engineers. So everybody else became engineers. What worked for them didn't necessarily work for me. It didn't work for me at all. You know, I still studied physics and chemistry and I, you know, I did all those things, but they just didn't mean anything to me. And then when I started doing my um, radio work and my media work, you know, 10 years ago or 15 years ago now, all of a sudden it became meaningful and the numbers jumped off the page and I started to see the world in a different way. So I still stayed true to kind of my engineering family roots. I just applied it in what I thought was mystical and different ways that someone might necessarily not if they're in that structured environment. And I think it's also hard to be brave when you are the lone wolf, when you're the square peg, when you're the one who doesn't fit into the family dynamic. And I often wonder, like when I get to the great beyond, that's one of the questions I'm going to ask, like, what was the point? Why didn't you put me in somewhere where it took me so long to thrive? I mean, these are unanswerable questions. Right. I think, you know, my personal opinion is we're all just here to grow. So whatever environment you were born into, that was partly co-created by you before you got here. And you were given this uh, cosmic set of, I guess, your bag of tricks that you were given to come into this world with. And that can be deciphered using astrology, using numerology, what have you, whatever your preferred method of um, analysis might be. But ultimately, we're here to grow. We give ourselves challenges. And that's also um, very evident in the numbers. There are what's called challenge numbers. And so as a parent, imagine if you knew what your children's numbers were, you understood what their um, essence Uh, their essence is as a soul, as a being, whether you have an artist as a child versus an engineer as a child or somebody who is very physically well-built for athletic pursuits, for instance, um, then we wouldn't have these situations where, where we are pushing our intellectual onto the athletic field when they're not confident and they're not interested. Um, you know, that's a whole other talk about parenting, but basically we're talking about numerology today. And I think parents can definitely use this as a tool to help guide their children in their own individual directions and not just in a general direction. Oh, you all need to go to college and, and learn this specific skill just because it's a quote unquote good one mm-hmm. says the world. Um, but anyway, that I could go on and on and on about numerology, but what are some other questions that 
that you might have. Well, where would you think that someone listening today who finds this kind of concept fascinating Uh and wants to start, you know, applying it to her own business or his business or family life, where would you suggest they start? Like, how did you start? You mentioned you self-studied. So, um, if they, if this is something that somebody wants to learn on their own, it's not an official, you know, nobody's giving a degree for being a numerologist, but there are some wonderful teachers online, um, YouTube, there's plenty of books, actual books out there, and I have a whole library of them, um, that they all teach you in their own different language, uh, Um, different parts. For example, there's the numerology language of relationships specifically. There's um, the numerology language of time cycles specifically. There's a a lot of sub studies within numerology. And so it took me years and years and years to collect all of it. And really what taught me most is just reading people, talking to people about their numbers, confirming what I felt the numbers said, and their validation of what I said about their numbers and their life. So that was the process for me, is just real life um, experience. Well, and I think people are drawn to, you know, what they're good at. You know, I didn't wake up in the morning and, you know, think I would be, you know, a syndicated radio host. My, when I was a little kid, when you asked me what I wanted to be, it was a cross between Jacques Cousteau and a helicopter pilot, like, you know, completely, you know, different than what I'm doing. But the one thing that I will say is that there's all sorts of different ways to, move forward. And one of the things that I'll share with you, uh, Marie, and I want to share with our listeners, um, and I teach this to my kids, is whenever you're making a decision, survey the landscape, you know, look around and go, what what out there is there for me that might give me guidance or help my intuition? And, you know, not to just completely discount something because it sounds different, you know, and when my kids were little, I would tell them to do the head check, heart check, gut check. You know, if somebody says something to you or says, especially if it's something about them, you know, you're always this or you do this, you know, listen to their, you know, listen to what goes on in your head, the head check first, then go to your heart and listen to your heart check and say, well, what is that? How does that feel in here? And then the gut check is, does that make me feel, you know, good, bad, or indifferent? And, you know, those three, three simple things, head check, heart check, gut check, can also help us. But then when we look and we consult, you know, an intuitive, we consult a numerologist, you know, we might ask for a reading um, about something. Nobody's saying to follow any one of these things definitively, but it gives you insight and it opens up your way of thinking and it opens up your possibilities. Um, I was reading a book recently, Marie, called The Power of Maybe. And Mm -hmm. You know, in an era that we live in Google, where you Google it, check it out. Is it right? Is it wrong? Well, a lot of things you can Google about them, but you can't Google an answer. You know, you can't measure intuition. How do you measure a feeling? I know the hospitals try to do that pain chart, like zero to 10, you know, where is your pain? Like, well, in relative to what? Did you cut my arm off or did you prick my finger with a needle? Like, you know, those things, you know, are, they're really hard to define. And I think as entrepreneurs, you know, I'm not at all surprised that you're a real estate agent and a numerologist because both of those go along with the entrepreneurial spirit. And I think entrepreneurs know there's a lot they don't know and they seek counsel. And when you have wise counsel, you kind of come back to your own little bat cave, or at least I do and go, okay, what did Marie, my numerologist say? What did my intuitive say? What did my business coach say? And when I find that they're all in alignment, that's good enough for me. Right. And the most common comment that I will get after a consult or reading is, first of all, nothing I ever say is something is news. You always already know the truth. And all that a good numerologist does is reiterate that truth back to you. And that just simply validates you and what you already know. Um, numerology, it's incredibly accurate. So that's the other most common comment is, wow, that was 
that hit the nail on the head. How did you know? But the thing is that I don't know anything. All I'm doing as a person, as a numerologist, I'm just reading the numbers as a language. Somewhat like, um, I'm not a music person, but a musician knows how to read the notes. Otherwise, to other people, it's just dots and lines on the page. But they know how to translate that into a different vibration, which is the sound of music. So all I do is I look at the numbers on the page that come from your name and your um, birth date, and then I translate that into English. And that goes into your ear and through your brain, and it gives you validation about what you, in your head, in your heart, and in your gut already know about yourself. But that helps people go along the way. Sometimes you get stuck on the path because of a thousand different things. And a numerologist, uh, after the reading, can sometimes just help smooth the gears again and get everything rolling smoothly and, and give you the confidence that you need to go in the direction that you know. Well, and I think, you know, that's, that's where the, you know, you help drown out the noise. You know, when we talk about noise or influence, you know, what we're talking about is education is media is the things we read you know everything we come into contact shapes us and that can shape us for the better or for the worse and so getting back to the core of who you are I think is really um it's really important for people you know and our joint friend uh Mark John Williams wrote in his book Selling on the Edge you know be yourself Well, I think the concept of be yourself is really difficult. You know, we have magazines that tell us how to look. We have, you know, internet sites that tell us how to think. Even today, we're giving you an opportunity to to reconnect with yourself and change your way. And again, it's another influence, you know. So we have all these influences on who we are, what we should do. Then we have parents and family and religion and friends all telling us, who we are, what we should be, you know, this kind of cacophony of sound, like the symphony around us telling us who we should be. And it's very hard to get quiet and retouch who you are. And, you know, Mark talks in his book about what, what were you at five years old? And I'm going to ask you, Mary, what were you, Maria, what were you at five years old? Because at five years old, I was digging for fossils. I was swimming in our lake. I was running around the cows and, you know, running up in the woods like an Indian and digging for arrowheads. I mean, my hair was a mess. My knees were scabby. If it was wintertime, I was on the ice playing hockey, you know, with my brothers, a complete free spirit. And then for like 25 years, I was confined in an office box and all these confines. And now I find myself back to that free spirit. And that only happened because a lot of help by people like you who helped me guide back to who I was. So who was Marie as a five-year-old? Uh, my, I don't remember much. Um, when I was five, I just remember seeing pictures of what I was doing. So there was kindergarten or preschool because I just, at five years old, uh, my grandparents were raising my sister and I back in Taiwan. My parents were typical Chinese, um, you know, young professional parents. They were very, very busy with their business, entertaining clients. So really, it was the grandparents who raised us at that point in time. Um, so I have a lot of like memory or emotional feelings with my grandma. Um, but who I was, I don't remember a lot about who I was. Um, I remember there were a lot of warm feelings around eating which is a big part of who I am today. Um, food is very important to me, um, which I think came from that time in my life. Otherwise, you know, I was a big sister. I can't really recall what I was doing. I had funny little pets, like, you know, sadly, little pet turtles, um, which I wouldn't agree to having now, but... Um, 
I was a little city girl, so we lived in a place where there weren't a lot of outdoor space, or there wasn't a lot of outdoor space. Um, but no, that's that's kind of what I remember. It's mostly relationship, relational with my family, as opposed to what I was doing. Yeah, and look at you now. You know what is what is doing numerology for people? It's 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 enhancing relationships. It's creating relationships between numbers and and people and events. I you know I don't see it as that different. Yeah, it's true. Um, you know, in speaking to relationships between numbers and things and people, the way I see the world in numbers is that everything or every job or every date, every event is an entity in and of itself. So there's the relationship between you and of course your kids. There's the relationship between you and your business. There's the relationship between even you and your car, you and your house. You know, what lessons are you meant to learn in this particular house because of the address? Um, and then when you go out driving in your car, what does your license plate say that you want to portray to the world? Because that's what your car license plate tells people is how you want to show yourself as you're traveling through the world. That's and amazing. That's it, amazing. It's all just, for me, I, it's fun. It is really fun to explore all these different angles of how you move through the world through relationships by yourself um, in the quiet of your own mind. How do you process everything as a, as a being as a human being. And, um, and there's also the big question of timing in your life. You know, we can't discount the timing and what numerology can tell us about the timing. Um, you know, why didn't you do radio before the day that you started radio? Well, there's probably, it all makes sense to you now, looking back 2020, or looking back, you have 2020 vision. Um, but also the numbers will tell us what lessons were you taught, uh, what lessons have you learned, and what lessons maybe you will learn and that you are learning now. I love that. I love that. Well, we're going to definitely have you back because this show was so fascinating and I appreciate your time today. We've been visiting with Marie Kung. And for those of you who are looking to learn more about numerology, I encourage you to go to audible.com slash coach talk or text coach talk to 500 500, get some books on numerology and start along your path because you never know where it might lead. Um, Marie, thank you for being my guest today. Thank you, Sandra, for having me. Yes, and we'll be back again. We'll be back again next week with another great episode, and we will be definitely having Marie Kung back because it's really opened my eyes to numerology. I hope it did for you too. We'll be back again next week. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach.